0: You're doing? Okay, okay lang kayo. <laughs> Can you please get the person beside you. Tell that person you look amazing today. I was excited for the church this morning and was grateful to be here and just the privilege and opportunity to preach the Word of God is something that uh, I, will all, I will always treasure. And uh, being in church on a Sunday morning is one of the Great luxuries that we actually have. It's how much you're grateful for the freedom that we get to have in worshiping the Lord, in 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 praising God. How much do you appreciate that? All right. Um, we're starting a brand new series today. Uh, but before we get into our series, uh, I'd like to call on RB. Is Pastor Dennis here as well? Is Pastor Dennis here? Okay, he's not here. But anyway, this is RB. Pla po si RB. Among you, you're, you're blessed by the life and the ministry of R.B. Yeah, for the past uh, many years, he has served as, um, he was actually one of our campus missionaries here in Davao. And for the past year, or past two years, no? uh, he led our, he basically our church operations head. And he, over, he oversees the operations, natin, the services at the same time. He was also overseeing our kids' church and in fact, the past, uh, the past weeks, he has been very, very busy and hands-on in making sure that our kids' church, um, that kids are being discipled. And do know that the kids are, are very important to us. They, we believe that they are our inheritance, and we, take, um, we, we put premium in discipling the next generation. Um, and so, RB has really been a great blessing to us, um, but at the same time, uh, we also know that God, God has a call for his life, to really to be a blessing, not just to here in Dabao, but to the movement uh, in victory as a whole. And so uh, by May, uh, RB is actually transitioning to Victory Fort and become one of the campus missionaries there. The palapan si RB. Parang whatever it takes just for the kingdom of God to be advanced. And so we're really excited for uh, RB and we're. Umiakanaba? Come on, but RV really is, is, is not just someone who serves faithfully, but he's a dear friend to, to, to us, and we're grateful for his life, his ministry. And uh, personally, he has really he has inspired me and he has, uh, he has really pushed me to become a better minister and to be a better pastor. And so today is actually we're sending him off. Okay hindi tayo nawawala ng ng leader. In fact, we're sending him off so that he can be a blessing to our movement. And at the same time, this is to communicate that God also wants to use you. In fact, God has a great plan and purpose for your life. Tell the person beside you my plan on a buhay mo. And we're RB. We're really excited for you. Um, who's excited for RB? It's a new season. I, want to sa Pero we're <laughs> we're cheering for you, bro. And and can we just all extend our hands to RB as we send him off? As we uh, let's just pray for him. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this man, and we're grateful that, Lord, you have, a, you have even as you have called him, even, Lord, when he was young, uh, you have already appointed him, you have already called him, Lord, you've also sustained that call, Lord, all throughout these years, despite of the changes, despite of the challenges that he has experienced. And Lord, in this season, in this new season that he's taking on, Lord, we just release blessings upon him. Even, Lord, as we release him, Lord, we pray that, Lord, that you would equip him, Lord, with the, with the heart, Lord, with the skills, with the tools, Lord, for him, Lord, to accomplish your purpose. Lord, we're excited for R.B. We're excited, God, uh, with how you're going to use him. We're excited, Lord, how you're going to place people upon his life at the same time. Lord, how you're going to um, use him, Father God, Lord, to be a blessing, not just in Davos, Lord, but to our movement. So, Lord, we lift him up to you. I pray, Lord, that even as he will be doing campus ministry, even as he will be doing MPD, I pray, Lord, that you would provide people who will partner with him. So, Lord, we lift him up to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, R.B. All right, Papa natin sa RB. It's always a joy just to not just to see people, um, not just not just to see people fulfill God's call in their lives, but to even send them out, because there's a world out there that actually needs the gospel. That's the reason why we we are not afraid of sending people out, not just in the different parts of. Uh, the nation, but our hope is that one day we'll be sending more people to the nations because that's our heart, that the whole world will know the gospel, would hear the gospel. And just before we get into the word yesterday, uh, we ended our two-day victory weekend. It's a retreat, it's a spiritual retreat where the goal is for people to walk in the truth, to know the truth, and to establish uh, biblical foundations. And yesterday, there were around 11 people who went through water baptism. Praise God for that! Come on, let's give God praise for this. Um, It really gives me great joy every time people would say, Lord, I'm going to follow you in my life. And this may be numbers for some, but for us, we're talking about lives whom God has set free. And when we talk about, in our our church, we are really committed in discipleship. In fact, our church is about two things, the honor of God and making disciples. And goal natin, the reason why we're doing everything is because you want to honor God. Everyone say, honor God. We want you, wherever God has placed you, we want you to honor God. We want you to make His name known. We want you to really uh, uh, advance the kingdom of God where God has planted you. And not only that, it's for you to make disciples. Ibig sabihin, for people around you to follow Jesus and to know the God that you serve. That's always our desire. Alright, so we pray that in our next victory weekend that you will be able to join us. Now, among you here, you love watching movies. Okay, how about K-dramas maybe, or until right now you still love watching the classics ni Fernando Po Junior nila the recast. Now when we watch movies there's always a part especially in action films or thrillers where there it always starts with something like everything is going well and then something bad really happens and then you know parang you're anticipating and you're expecting that there will be someone who will come to the rescue and it will all end well Have you ever have you somehow expected that Minsan may mga movies saying napapanood every time we watch it and it sobrang bitin you're like ah this cannot be it's not supposed to end this way and there's there's this clamor in our hearts we're demanding justice dapat mamamatay yung kalaban we're always like that and if you look at the if you look at the superhero movies remember the avengers the end game where everything seems so hopeless and then there was this the basically the avengers came to the rescue and they were there and they're like ah! When we were when we were watching that in the movie house, we were like, wow! Alam mo ka? and then you would just really shout, Woo! Because it's going to end well. If you're if you love watching Fernando po Jr. movies, sa mga, sa mga younger, you're asking, Sino yan, shapu yung katapat ni cardo. Okay, Shashikardo. Nina, if you're watching FPJ films, you know that isang balakalang. And you know that he's eventually going to to, to to defeat everyone and everything's going to end well. But sometimes in life we're thinking, Lord, why is my life unlike the movies that I watch? Why does it seem like all this suffering, all this brokenness, this emptiness, na, nara ko? dhangko, yung stress na, na experience? Ko, Lord, why does it seem like there's no ending to it? And sometimes we try to compare our stories with the narrative that we see around us, and sometimes we look at the lives of other people. Lord, bakit ibang tao lang problema? ako punong puno ng problema. It seems like pinangana ako na maggaro ng problema. Have you ever felt that? And, and and living with life, sometimes you're thinking of quitting. Sometimes you're thinking, Lord, do you even love me? And with all of the things that we're going through, you go to church, you love Jesus, you serve the Lord, and sometimes you're thinking, Lord, why? am I experiencing this kind of life? How long do I have to suffer and go through these things? And maybe you're thinking, you're looking at the world around us right now, you're thinking, Lord, why, are there, why is there so much injustice and brokenness around us? Maybe your life is going well right now, walang problemang hinarap, praise God for that. But when you look at your family members, uh, uh, hearing about what's happening with their health, Thinking about what's happening in the world right now, in the nations, I mean with the news that we get to hear, sometimes you would ask the question, God, what are you doing? Sometimes we would ask the question, What are you, why are you allowing these things to happen around us? And this question, many of us were we try to set it aside, and we're saying now, don't ever ask God that question. But in reality, this question is valid. Sometimes when 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 we experience the most difficult and tragic moments in our lives, we are asking the question, Lord God, what are you doing? Lord, we've been praying for my family to, to be blessed. And now, as, despite of us praying, what's happening is that my, my, my parents just lost their job. I mean, we've been talking to some of our church members and they've been praying for, for healing. And yet, when one received their healing and then another, ch- another family member would get sick. And they're like, Lord, when will this ever end? And sometimes we think that the Christian life is all these butterflies and life on the beach where everything is sunny. But the good news is that despite of everything that we may actually experience in life, understand that God is a God who knows what He's doing. That God is a God that, whom we can actually trust. He's a God who we can worship despite of the storms that we face. And the people of Israel during the time of Daniel, and our series is about the book of Daniel, the people of Israel during the time of Daniel, they went through the same questions. They were asking God, Lord, why are you allowing these difficult things to happen in our lives? Why have you allowed this, this ruthless, this cruel nation to conquer us. And I want us to open our Bibles to Daniel chapter 1, and we'll be reading a couple of verses, but what we'll be doing is we'll try to, um, not explain verse by verse, by verse, but we'll try to, um, have some thoughts and, and insights as we go through these verses. But as we begin, let's just pray first. Father, I pray that as we get into your word, remind us, God, of who you are and how good you are. Open our our hearts, we pray, and I pray that Even as we listen to your word, that we would just respond in worship of you. Lord, in greater and deeper trust in you. Holy Spirit, speak to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. So Daniel chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. Verse 1, it says here, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. Now understand that Jerusalem was their city. It wasn't just their city, it was their home. It was the holy city. It was the promised land that God has given to the people of Israel. And so they've always been thinking, as long as we have our home, we will always be blessed. Now imagine living in your home where everything is, um, it seems, seems like everything is going well for you. Now for the people of Israel, they were like, Lord, we know that you, you have called us your people and then you have this covenant promise that you have given us. We know, God, that we are in good hands. But the problem is that the people of Israel, especially the kings, they have lived in constant in covenant unfaithfulness. In short, they rebelled against God. They, they were wicked and they disobeyed God and God was not pleased with that. And so verse 1 tells us here that God allowed the people of Israel to go into exile. In short, they had to be removed from their home. They had to be removed from what was comfortable. They had to be removed from the very things that they have placed their trust in. And what's worse about this is that the, this, this very nation that conquered them was actually one of the most ruthless, cruel, wicked nations. Now, when you think of Babylon before, they were actually an advanced civilization. They were like... A, um, they were... A powerful nation. Think of a superpower and they had this military power and they were the center of economy. Think of first world nations right now. And they had the capacity to to overthrow nations and conquer nations. And this the picture here is that there was God used and God allowed Babylon to conquer and destroy Jerusalem. And 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 bring these people back to Babylon. And so these people right now, they had no sense of identity. And they're asking, Lord, why are you allowing this? There's so much injustice. Not only are they, not only are they conquered by this powerful nation, but this powerful nation is actually led by a very, very bad king. A wicked king. Some of the history books, they would say, they would describe Nebuchadnezzar as a great military strategist, a conqueror, a powerful king. Now, there, was, there are some history books that wrote there that, that, that writes that King Nebuchadnezzar is so evil, he's so wicked, that you know what he did with King Jehoiakim? That when they brought him back into Babylon, into exile, what he did was he actually pierced spears into the two eyes of Jehoiakim. But before he pierced the eyes of Jehoiakim, what he did, what, what Nebuchadnezzar did was to actually murder and kill the family of Jehoiakim right, into his, right, right before him. And he murdered his family, and after he murdered his family, he pierced the eyes and he became blind. So that the very last thing that he would ever see was his family was killed. Imagine. Imagine how bad it was. Imagine how worse of a king King Nebuchadnezzar was. And so here's the situation: it was not ideal. All these years they've been like, Lord, we can just live comfortably. Alam namin, Lord, na anjanka for us. But because they lived disobediently, they were unfaithful to God, God allowed these people of Israel to be exiled to a wicked, ruthless nation. Verse 2. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his head with some of the vessels of the house of God, and brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and placed the vessels in the treasury of his God. Imagine the temple. The temple which was very significant to them. Were, were they, 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 it signifies the presence of God. And for these Babylonians to get and to plunder and remove the things inside of the temple and bring it to the temple of Shinar, to the land of Shinar and this, this, this materials that was used for the glory of God, now it's being offered and used to the gods of the Babylonians. Imagine the defilement. Imagine what emotions they were feeling. Imagine what they're saying, Lord, how can this happen? That the very temple where we would go and worship you now, it's no more. If I, I'm... A Jew during the time, the people of Israel, they were broken. It's very depressing. They were exiled, they were displaced, and they were without identity. Being exiled is something that we don't want to experience. Now, mind you, see, si, si RB, we're sending him out for a blessing, for a purpose. He's not being exiled. Magkaiba po yun. He's being brought there for a specific purpose, to serve in the advancement of God's kingdom. But being exiled, it means that you are being being removed ruthlessly. Without a home, your relationships being removed from you, losing your families, and the people of Israel, they lost their temple, they had no identity, they had no security. In other words, they were helpless. Have you ever been in a position na napaka helpless mo? You felt helpless. You felt like, Lord, why is this happening in my family? Maybe you grew up where you felt like you've all, you've been a victim all along. Your parents separated, your parent, your your dad left you, you felt abandoned, and you feel helpless. Or maybe dramatic, yung family nino, but maybe in your whole, in your job. And you, you're very excited to, to be part of this company and you wanted to be a blessing, you're, you wanted to change the culture, and you feel helpless because there are people around you that instead of promoting righteousness, they're promoting corruption. And you actually feel helpless. You see, in life, there will always be moments in our that there will be injustices and brokenness. That somehow we think that it, it's prevailing and sometimes, we think, Lord, why are you allowing these things? And there are so many stories out there. In fact, when I just look at you right now, I know, I know some of your stories. I know of how you were taken advantage of. I know how, the kind of hurts and pains that you have experienced. And sometimes you're asking the question, Lord, Why? But know that God sees and He cares for the situations and the brokenness that you have actually experienced. And understand that God allows us to go through circumstances, but He never relinquishes control. We may feel like there are things that that we don't understand and we are not in control of, but understand that God never relinquished control. Do you know what is one of the amazing things about people? I realize that many of us, we love to be in control. It's amazing how much we love to be in control. Wang not look at because you are If only we can control the emotions of other people. If only we can control the decisions of people whom to vote for. If only we can control the how our spouses would react and respond. If only we could res, we could only control how how our businesses would go, uh, and we could. If only we could control how our children would treat us. We love to be in control. Sinodito dito, natin. gusto to be in control. If only I'm in control as a pastor, probably the church probably would be in a much better place, but I realized that this is not my church. I'm not in control of this church. In the same way, I'm not in control of this nation. And many of us, when we are not in control, do you know how we respond? We, we panic, we rebel, we complain, we rant, we manipulate. Have you ever, have you ever um, encountered people, when they're in control, they try to manipulate things. That's what happens when we, because of our desire to be in control. What the book of Daniel teaches us is that God is in control in the midst of injustice. That is the very question that the people of Israel were asking, Lord, why are you allowing these things? Are you still in control? But if you read the book of Daniel, what it will reveal to us that God is in control, that God is seated on the throne and reigns over us, And not only that, it has an effect, it has an implication with our daily living. Now, moving forward to our story in verse 3, we'll just continue here. Then the king commanded Aspenas, okay, so now they were exiled back to Babylon. And the king commanded Aspenas, his chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of the nobility. In short, these are special people who had Back in Israel, back in Jerusalem, they had a stature. They were, alam mo yung parabang, they're, they're the who's who. Okay? of, of, of in, in Israel. Now, youths without blemish, of good appearance. Tingnan mo katabi mo, bang good-looking. Good so, in short, kung good-looking katabi mo, silang silang yung mga pinipili nitong, nitong eunuch. And skillful in all of wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding, learning, and competent to stand in the king's palace and to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. Verse 5. The king assigned them a daily portion of the food that the king ate and of the wine that he drank. They were to be educated for three years and at the end of the time, they were to stand before the king. Verse 6 Among these were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah of the tribe of Judah. Verse 7 And the king and the chief of the eunuchs gave them names Daniel he called Belteshazzar, Hananiah he called Shadrach, Mishael he called Meshach, and Azariah he called Abednego. So as the Israelites were exiled, now the, the king instructed that they were to. Um, the king instructed to choose special people, to be trained, to learn the language and the culture, and one day to stand before the king. So one day, they can serve in the king's court. And you see, looking at it, what, what King Nebuchadnezzar had in mind was that I'm going to take the best of the best from the people of Israel and I'm going to make them my own and become my servants and slaves. If you look at it, kung we we're thinking, Lord, who future nito for the people of israel the people who are supposed to lead over us now they are being indoctrinated of the culture they're being indoctrinated by the ways of the babylonians paganistic lord what's in it for the future of israel and sometimes in Egypt, natin lord what will happen to the nation of i mean to our nation to the philippines If this this person will become the mayor, if this person will become the president, if this person will become like this, Lord, what's in it for our nation? Let me ask you this question. Do you really think that the hope and the future of our nation is dependent on one man? On one president? On one vice president? On one elected official? Understand. That there are so many things in this world that we are not in control of. But understand that despite of what's happening around us, God never loses control. So what can we learn from this story, from this passage? First is this, that in our helpless situations, God is always at work. That in the most difficult, helpless situations, God is at work, but when we talk about God doing His work, it's not in accordance to how we think that we want Him to work for us. One one of the things that we are guilty of as Christians is that we would always put God in a box and expect God to work in ways that we want Him to do and to deliver us from our conditions. Even if you look at when Jesus Christ came here, the Jews and the disciples of Jesus expected Jesus to deliver them from the Roman rulership. But God does mighty works in accordance to His will. And in this very instance, do you know what God did? That despite of of this exile, despite of them being in a different nation, do you know what God did? God raised up four young men. Four young men to Stand in the gap and make God known, not just to the people of Babylon, but to the king himself. So you see, in our nation and in our, in, uh, in our lives, never put God in a box. Expect God to always be at work. One of the things that I, one of the songs that I really enjoyed during uh, the past two years, during the ECQs, remember the song, Yung Waymaker? Waymaker, Miracle worker. Hindi uh, po ako tutulap ako. And remember there's a part in the bridge where it says there, even when I don't see it, you're working. He never stops. He never stops. And i know, every time I, I hear the song, I, I get reminded of worshiping a God who is actually at work consistently. That God is a God who performs miracles in the midst of brokenness. That God turns our dead ends into doorways. That even until today, even when we think that our marriages are difficult, that even when our children are being rebellious, God can actually turn their hearts around for the purposes and the glory of God. When you think of your difficult relationships, God can turn hearts around and make those relationships work. When we're, when, we're, when, we're, when we're feeling that our health is deteriorating, God is at work. Whatever helpless situation that we're in, God is always at work. Not only that, God's purpose isn't limited by our circumstance. You see, the people of Israel, they were exiled. Now, I have never felt what it means to be exiled. I have never felt what it means to be displaced, having nothing. I have never experienced what it means to lose my, my worth and to lose my, my identity. But for these people of Israel, when they were exiled, they were, they were broken, they were discouraged, and they lost everything. You see, when we feel helpless and when we feel broken, it's just easier to simply quit and give up on life. And I realize that many times, we let our circumstances determine our responses and we let it determine how we live. But church, listen up. Did you know that God uses our circumstance to prepare us for the, for the very purpose that He has placed upon us? In short, the very pain, the very circumstances that you experience growing up, God has allowed those things in your life so that He can prepare you for the very purpose that He has prepared for you. Have you ever, have you experienced rejection in your life? Have you experienced abandonment in your life? Alam nyo ba mga bagay na na-experience na, na natin, God allowed those things so that when you, when you encounter people around you who are feeling and exp, who have experienced the same things, you can actually have compassion towards them. In short, God will use your pain so that you can minister and you can have compassion on the people around you. So understand that God uses our pain so that He can use us for His purposes. So for these people of Israel, being in exile did not stop God from moving in His people. So even this coming election season, for many of us, it's a big deal, but for many of us, what the, I mean, it's not a problem at all. Maybe for some of you, like, Lord, whoever wins, because I have my own problem at all. But in whatever season, or maybe in this election season, no matter what the outcome is, and whoever will be elected, do not ever think God's purpose will not prevail. In fact, listen to this. Your failures in the past will not stop God from loving you and from using you. I have a friend, um, he shared with us this story that growing up, he just saw how their parents would fight over money. And for the very reason that they were in debt all their lives. Alam mo yung na namin that he would just see their mga, mga gamit nila being, and, kin, na lang sa bahay and they're like, we have nothing. And so they were broken, and they were in debt. baon, na baon sila sa utang. And, and in this very helpless, in this most difficult situation of their lives, do you know where they turned to? They went to church. So they went to church, not here in Victoria, Daba. So they went to church, and when they went to church, they started to be discipled. They started to know about God. They started to grow in the Lord. They started to be passionate for the Lord. And they were actually excited to serve the Lord. They met wonderful people in church. But same problem. They were still in debt. And they would still fight over money. And the children would still feel, Mama, papa, bakinagaway, nagdaho sa pera. And so money was of great value to them. And then there was this one time that both parents the mom and the dad, they had an encounter with the Lord about money. And God just told them, you know what, why are you fighting up over money? Why are you making money your idol? And God just really sagpaized them and told them, money should not be your identity. You should never get your meaning from money. And, and they received a prophetic word and, and in this prophetic word, God just told them, You may be in debt right now, but the Lord is telling you, one day, you're going to elevate people from their financial miseries. And they were like, Lord, kami, we're going to help people. Kami ngayong may kailangan, Lord, eh. Hirap na, hirap na kami sa pera na, I mean, kami, yung pamilya namin just because of money. And yet, you're telling us, Lord, that we're going to be a blessing to people, that we're going to elevate people out of their poverty, out of their financial mysteries. Lord, how can that be? They did not understand that. But do you know what they did? They continued to walk faithfully in the Lord. They ran the race that God has marked out for them. They ran the, the race faithfully. Fast forward today. Seven years ago, they were broken. They had money. They were in debt. We're talking about eight digits debt. And sometimes we're thinking, Lord, is that even possible? But do you know, do you know right now, this couple, this family has been a great blessing not just to individuals, but even to churches. They would finance, in in building churches, they would support missionaries, they would support pastors. And when God tells them, bless this person, even if they do not know the person, they're just going to uh, approach that person and say, hey, I may not know you, but the Lord told me to bless you. And God has blessed them mightily. That even right now, the the reason why they would buy more properties and have more businesses and even establish more resorts for the very purpose of blessing God's people and advancing God's kingdom. Imagine what they went through, the brokenness, being in debt. God used that so that they would also understand what it means for people to have nothing. So, understand that the very situations that we experience, God allows those so that He can actually use you. Consider those as preparation, God's preparation for you to be used by Him. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21 Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. God's purpose will always prevail. And third, application or implication that we can learn from the story of Daniel is this that God's wisdom surpasses earthly kingdoms. You see there are so many things in life that we do not know and understand. Gusto to be in control, Lord. control. Lord, But understand that there will be many things in life that we will never ever know and understand. But know that whatever it is that we may possibly face we can always trust God's plan and trust his wisdom. In short, God's wisdom surpasses human kingdoms. God's wisdom surpasses human timelines. May mga bagay names. In when we when we venture into a business or when we start a relationship, Lord, if you're going to bless this relationship, Lord, I know that I will be happy in the future. But understand that God, when God um, makes a decision in his wisdom, it's not for your happiness. But it's actually for your holiness. Because kung lahat happy-happy lang, ay nako, masisirang buhay natin. But I thank the Lord because God has placed in His word that what He desires is for His people to be holy, to be fully satisfied in Him. So God places us in a position where we can actually, the trajectory natin is towards holiness. For you to be a Christ-like husband, for you to be a Christ-like wife, for you to be a son and daughter who respects you and honors your parents. Life is never about our happiness. But in, in God's wisdom, He allows us to go through some of the most excruciating and one of the most difficult circumstances. And sometimes we question the Lord and know that God is not intimidated by our questions. God doesn't become a lesser God just because you questioned Him. In fact, He welcomes our doubts. He welcomes our questions so that all the more He can show us Himself how truthful, how trustworthy, how powerful He is as our God. Because God is in control, we can respond in faith. And we can always respond in faithfulness. Learning from the life of Daniel and his friends, we can learn that we can always choose faithfulness. We can always choose faithfulness despite of our circumstances. So everyone listen up. Kasi the ideal yung nararanasan natin sa buhay ngayon. We we may not be in control. We get, we may not be able to control our circumstances, but know that we can always determine our responses. We can choose what to, how to respond. We can choose Who to worship despite of the difficulties. And we may not be in control, but God is. And because God is in control, we can trust, we can respond in trust and faithfulness. And as I just want to share this: our confidence for today and the future is in knowing that God is in control, even when we're not. Just like Daniel and his friends. Things were uncertain, but they trusted the Lord. They continued to serve the Lord. They were in the presence of this chosen people to be trained, to be equipped. Imagine the king's food, the king's luxury, it was available for them. But do you know how they responded? They they responded in faithfulness to the Lord in their lives. So understand today that though we may not understand what we're going through, but know that God is in control. And knowing that God is in control, our response is faith, is trust in Him, is faithfulness to Him. Let's just pray. Lord, thank You. Lord, thank You, God, because You are a good and faithful God. Thank You, Lord Jesus, for this amazing work that You are doing in our hearts, in our lives. And Lord, Maraming salamat just that even in the midst that we don't understand, in the moments, God, that it's really, really difficult to see you, to see what you're doing. Lord, allow us, God, Lord, to just find rest and comfort in you, in your word. And so, Lord, I pray that even right now that even as we go through this season of our lives where it's and certain, Thank you, Lord, because you have already gone ahead of us. Thank you, Lord, because you are the one who secures us. And thank you, Lord, for the reminder that you are always at work in our lives. So, Lord, thank you. Be glorified in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Today, we will continue to worship the Lord and we'll be celebrating communion. I want to request everyone to please stand up. And communion really is a moment where we celebrate. It's a celebration of what Christ has done on the cross for us. That's why when we talk about, one of the things that I love about our church, it's not just the people, but it's the the name of the church is Victory. In short, it's always a reminder that Christ has already given us the victory. Know that God has already given you victory. R.B. exhorted a while ago that Jesus has won it all. So whatever battles that we are facing in our lives, Jesus won it all. And in short, God has already given you that victory. What we need to do is to actually walk in that victory, to live in that victory, and let go of whatever it is that hinders us. And just before we partake of communion this morning here's what I want us to do can you find a partner Just find a partner and I want you to be a blessing to that person and what I want you to do is try to approach someone get to know someone um, get to know that person's name and here's, a, here's what I want you to do Take the time to know uh, the name of that person and take take the time to know what that person is going through right now. And declare, declare God's power, declare the work of God, declare the power of God to be at work in that person's life. And can you take the time to pray for that person? Alright? Can you just pray for that person? Go ahead, start praying. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that no, we get to do life and even celebrate faith and communion together with church community. Lord, we are grateful. We are forever grateful. So Lord, today, even as we remember what you have done on the cross for us, Lord, we want to say thank you. Thank you for your great love and purpose for every single one of us. First Corinthians chapter 11 verse 23. The Word of God says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when He was betrayed took bread. And when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, Your Word says that Lord, Your body was broken. Lord, You made that sacrifice so that we might live, that we might be whole. And thank you, Lord, because you, Lord, you did not think twice of giving your very best, Lord. You're giving, you're forgiving your all to us. And so, Lord, today, nagpapasalamat po kami. Thank you, God, for your for that display of amazing love for every one of us, Lord. We remember, Lord, that act of sacrifice. And thank you, Lord, for that display of your love for every one of us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's partake of the bread together. the same way also he took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us pray. Lord thank you. Thank you Lord because of your finished work and thank you Lord because, because of the shedding of your blood. Lord forgiveness is possible. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would cleanse us, God, of our sins. Cleanse us, God, of our pride. Cleanse us, O oh God, Lord, from, Lord from, from judgmental thoughts, from our judgmental spirit. Lord, cleanse us, God, Lord, from any impurities in our hearts, even, even in our thoughts. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would consume us right now with your holy fire. And thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness. We remember and we honor you. In Jesus' name. Let's partake of the cup together. Lord, thank you for today. Indeed, Lord, this is the day that you have made. So, Lord, we will rejoice and be glad. Not God, because we're good people, but because you are a good God. And we will forever celebrate your goodness in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Can we all lift up our hands before the Lord? Lord, even as we lift up our hands before you, we declare that you are good and you are faithful. So, Jesus, we pray that may you have your way in our hearts and in our lives. Lord Salamat. Napakabuti niyo po sa buhay namin. So Lord, I pray this week that may you just bless us, may you fill us up. And Lord, may you use us, Lord, for your purposes. We pray, Lord, for the very people that we'll be meeting this week. Give us an opportunity to pray for them. Lord, to minister to them. To tell them, Lord, about how good you are. And Lord, for for us to be able to tell them of the message of the cross. So Lord, our prayer, use us. Lord, use us, we pray. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and thank you for your word today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord, give up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Lord, we honor you in in our midst. Be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone say, Amen. 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 Thank you everyone for worshiping with us. Have a great Sunday. God bless you all. See you again next week.